What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Dreams, the show where we make your fantasy football dreams a reality. It's the corniest tagline of all podcasting, but we're already here, so fuck it. And today, we have a very, very special episode for you for many reasons. Number one, we're previewing a very fun division here in the AFC West. Number two, it is the final division in our fantasy division preview series. It's bittersweet, I know. But it is the final one before we start moving on. We got preseason tomorrow. I'm so fucking excited. You don't even know. And third of all, certainly not least, we have a special guest on the show. Oakland through yeah. and through. We got Keyshawn on the show. Yeah, Keyshawn, how are you doing? All good, bro. I'll do, I'll do a straight. I'll do a straight. You know, preseason tomorrow. Time to get turned for boys back. Yes, sir. Boys. <laughs> it's the Raiders season. We will get to your team. The formerly Oakland Raiders, now Las Vegas Raiders. But uh, we have to save that for last. First, let's go ahead and kick things off for the team that I'm sure you have some hatred for in the Denver Broncos, right? And the main story with this team is the quarterback position. You got Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater coming in from Carolina. Drew Locke currently being drafted at quarterback 35, while Teddy Bridgewater is at quarterback 36. Keyshawn, I'll ask you this question first. If you had to put money on the line on this, right? Who do you think starts more games at quarterback for the Broncos this year, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater? Honestly, I might I might go Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke plays the beginning of the season, but I think Teddy Bridgewater plays the majority. I'm not a big Drew Locke fan. I don't think he's I don't think he's that good. And I think he eventually gets benched. If I had to guess a week, probably the week week four ish, week four or five. Okay. Um, I can't say I disagree. To be honest, I got the stats up here. Drew Locke played in 13 games. He got hurt a little bit during the season. He was quarterback 23 in fantasy. He threw 16 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. Not exactly stellar. While Teddy Bridgewater finished as the QB 19 last year, which, to be fair, isn't much better than Drew Locke, but it was a little better. wasn't as prone to turnovers. And for the sake of uh, these guys, neither of which were super exciting, fantasy options right but uh, before we get to those pass catchers we got to get to the running back room they got melvin gordon who's currently being drafted at rb 29 but they also drafted javante williams who's at rb 25 right now gordon finished as the rb 14 last year but he had most of his good games without philip Lindsay in the lineup and now they drafted javante williams in fact they traded up to get him in the draft Keyshawn, do you feel confident in any of these guys or uh, not really? Because me personally, I'm kind of out on both. Uh, I can't say for sure on uh, Williams. I am I am out on Gordon. I don't think – I think there's another running back in the lineup. For one, he's not going to get as many carries. And Melvin Gordon's a guy who needs – he needs a lot of carries for him to be, like, truly as effective though. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, yeah, I might be out on both too. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't really have too much confidence <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. Like, Javante, I think, is a very talented running back, but I just don't believe that this Broncos offense is going to have enough scoring opportunities to get a lot of those touchdowns that I think they need to really return that value at their current ADP, right? And the same, honestly, goes for the wide receivers. You got Cortland Sutton at wide receiver 31. He's coming back from a torn ACL. Not super confident in him. Very talented. You know, if they had like an Aaron Rodgers, he would skyrocket up my draft board and in my wide receiver rankings. But as of right now, I'm just not thrilled. Jerry Judy, another guy I really like is a talent. He was my favorite receiver in that draft class. He's at wide receiver 35 right now after a wide receiver 47 finish in his rookie season. Uh, And then you got guys like Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler in the lineup. Uh, And then you got Noah Fant, by the way, at tight end nine, who was the tight end eight last year. It has some upside. I think if there is a pass catcher on this team, they're going to go for it. It's going to be Noah Fant. Also, with these tight ends, shout out 
to the GOAT at backup tight end, Albert O, a.k.a. Albert Okwa-Igbanam. Shout out to him. Hopefully I nailed that fucking pronunciation right. Um, real quick, Keyshawn, before we move on to another team, let me just bring up the stat about the quarterback position that I almost failed to mention, right? So I looked this up, and Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater last year in their starts, so they started to combine, let me do my math, 29 games. I passed high school. 29 games. And they combined had five games passing over 300 yards. Just wanted to throw that out there. I was cool both of them. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. I thought it would be <laughs> worse. I thought, I thought Teddy Bridgewater had at least one, would have at least one more game where he threw over a big injury. Yeah, they're both pretty conservative guys, man. I don't know about in their lifestyle, but at least on the field, pretty conservative guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, all right, but just as a whole, this Broncos team, I don't really want any of them. If I had to take a Bronco, I think I'd go for Noah Fant. Um, shout out to KJ Hamler, though, in Dynasty. I think he'd be good, but in redraft leagues, not so much. Um, but now that we got that team out the way, here's a team that I think is actually fun. Um, that could actually, you know, make the playoffs. I haven't making the playoffs and that actually have good players on their team. And that's the LA chargers, right? Oh uh, yeah. I'm really Justin excited. About this oh yeah. I mean, you're not excited to face him twice a year. I'm sure. Oh no, no. That's going to be torture, but yeah, watching them outside of playing us. Fire. Yeah. I will say. As a Patriots fan, we did beat them 45-0. to zero. Just want to throw that out there. I just want to throw that out there. 45-zip. <laughs> just a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, they got Justin Herbert at quarterback. Was the QB9 last year, currently being drafted at quarterback six. If I'm being honest, he's being drafted a little high. He did get a little bit lucky as far as efficiency on the deep ball. And getting a lot of those big plays kind of looks like it's due for regression, to be honest, unless he gets lucky again, which I guess is possible. But I think just if you look at the metrics of it, Herbert's probably due to regress just in terms of numbers. I think he's could even like even like if he progresses as a quarterback, that might not necessarily translate to the box score every week. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. I feel you on that. I actually think he takes a step forward this year. I think I think his stats might actually get a little bit better. I think just because just because more experience and like him just naturally getting better as a player. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the deep ball, I could agree with you there. He was definitely a little bit lucky on those on that deep accuracy. But I don't think I don't know. I wouldn't say it'll regret. I think it'll regret because teams will get more. You said play him, play him against the deep ball. But other than that, I think his I think him in the short game in the meet in the mid to short game, he's gonna get better. I think that'll also help him, like, on the box score. No, yeah, I think that's possible for sure. Um, I just think that there's a couple guys being drafted around Justin Herbert's range that I'd rather have. Um, but if that's true, what you're talking about in the short to intermediate game, then one guy I think that's going to have a real breakout year is Austin Eckler, running back, right? He played nine full games last year, finished as the RB26 despite not playing in a lot of games. He averaged 21.7 PPR points, which is among – the elite of the elite. Like, I'm talking top, like, eight running back. And he's being drafted at running back nine right now. That feels like a steal. And he can get even more targets this year. That's fucking ridiculous. He's basically Christian McCaffrey of the AFC. It's kind of wild. Oh, yeah, that is, that is actually really insane. <laughs> yeah, man. If he he's going like, targeted more this year, and especially if he plays more games, that'll be, that'll be a steal if he can get him in now. Oh, for sure. Eckler and McCaffrey are... And I guess Alvin Kamara are like really the only three guys I've seen in the NFL in the last few seasons that have had over 100 yards rushing and receiving in a game. Like you see that multiple times on the little scroll on the bottom. It's kind of crazy. So he's a guy I think that could like realistically, he has a chance to finish as the RB1 in fantasy, to be honest. He has a, um, he has a legit shot. I don't, I think, I think it's still McCaffrey this year, but he definitely has a legit. Also, another one, another sleeper is Dalvin Cook. I think he definitely has a legit shot of being. Oh, he has a shot. Uh, I don't know if he's a sleeper. He's the RB2 right now being drafted. So I don't know if that's a sleeper. But uh, he has a shot for sure. So, yeah, and then other guys in the running back room, you got 
uh, Justin Jackson at RB 74 and Josh Kelly at RB 77. They're going to get some early down work because Eckler isn't a guy that's going to get 20 carries in a game. So they'll get some work. And then if Eckler goes down again, they could get some run. If there's one I like, I probably prefer Joshua Kelly. I just feel like he's a little bit like he's got a little more upside. He's a younger guy. And he actually finished higher. He finished as RB 59 last year, which is a little encouraging. Um, but, you know, nothing crazy. You really only take them if you're the Austin Eckler owner um, or if you're in Dynasty, I guess. Um, then as far as wide receivers, it's really only two to talk about. It's Keenan Allen and it's Mike Williams. Keyshawn, didn't Mike Williams have a game against the Raiders last year where he just cooked y'all for hella yards? Oh, yeah, like, he had a game where we, we couldn't can, we can stop him. But that's not really surprising. Our receivers, really good ones, tend to go off against us. <laughs> we have like terrible corners, so yeah, that's not too surprising. It was surprising to see how great he was because we threw all our, but we did kind of help him through all our attention to Keenan Allen. That's just, true, man. Yeah, wasn't that the same game that uh, Mariota was starting a quarterback instead of Derek Carr? I believe, I believe so. I believe so. I can't remember, but I believe it was the same game. Mark. Also, I can't wait to talk about Mario. Oh, we will get to the quarterback situation because I do have a take on that. But yeah, Keenan Allen currently being drafted at wide receiver nine. Played in 12 full games last year. Was the wide receiver 14 despite only playing 12 games. And has been a top 15 fantasy receiver for four straight seasons. He's the definition of consistency. And uh, I don't know if you uh, know this, Keyshawn, but on this show, we preach consistency. That's the thing I love in fantasy football. I don't like the the high ups and downs on players. I want week to week greatness, and Keenan Allen gives you that. Keenan Allen definitely, especially my fantasy league last year. Definitely those whole games. Definitely a few of those. I've had to had to deal with that consistency. He's, but I love Keenan Allen, man. I think he's one. I think he's one of the more underrated receivers. I don't think people That's talk about him as much as he should be talked about in terms of being like a top tier receiver. I love that. I love that, man. Even though we have to play him twice a year. I was about to say. <laughs> and it hurts. But other than that, man, watching him play is, is really fun. Right, it is. And, you know, Mike Williams was the wide receiver 46 last year. He's a guy that people are really saying is like a breakout candidate. Mike Williams, to me, is becoming the new Devontae Parker, where every season it's like, oh, this is the breakout season, and it never is. Um I just, I don't know. I feel like for him to like return on that like breakout value, he'd kind of have to get like lucky with touchdowns, maybe. I just don't see it. He's got to prove it to me. He has to prove it to me at this point. Um, and then they have Jared Cook. Jared Cook was a Raider at one point in his career. Um, was a tight end. Yes, he was actually league. surprisingly right. underrated Raider. Like people give him a lot of flag. He was a really good Raider. That, yeah, he was actually pretty solid. Yeah, he's in like more of the tail end of his career, but he still gives you solid production, I guess. Um, nothing crazy. He's like, what, 34 at this point? So I wouldn't expect too much. He's being drafted around where he should be. He was tied at 18 last year. He's currently tied at 19. He's a guy that like probably won't get drafted unless you're in like a two tight end or like a tight end premium league, which is stupid, by the way. Quick note, don't do tight end premium leagues. That shit is dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't. Super flex leagues, dumb. Um, Even the league where it's like, they use like three flex players? No, super flex is when you can put a quarterback in the flex. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, it's so dumb. Because, <laughs> like, I, I think those leagues are to, like, make quarterbacks more valuable or whatever, but it's like, come on now. I mean, you can't start Mahomes and Lamar. Yeah, like, that is that is a creep. That is wild. That's just dumb. That's so dumb. But anyways, that was a side note. Jerry Cook, the guy that's probably just uh, going to be on waiver wire, and then you pick him up if you need a tight end and hope he scores a touchdown. There's so many of those tight ends in the league. Uh, Jared Cook is one of them. One other note before we move on. Uh, shout out to Tyron Johnson at wide receiver. Uh, he's probably not going to do anything in fantasy, but I'm convinced he's the next Deshaun Jackson if he moves on to a different team. He's so fucking good. Um, uh, Deshaun Johnson's great. Next time, Saxon is a, is a tall fence to coin, but he is really good. He is really good. Hey, listen. This show does hyperbole, Keith. I don't. 
whole ten minute rant about Tim Tebow last year ruins Tebow time. I'm telling you. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what we do around here. I don't I don't care if it's right. I just care if it's funny. Um, oh yeah, quick side note. Just to let you guys know, just let everyone know, if Tim Tebow scores a touchdown at any point <laughs> in, in this season, lock your doors. The world is broke. You live in Jacksonville, Florida, lock your doors. Oh my god. Duval County, you gotta watch out if Tim Tebow scores a touchdown. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd be. Uh, I had a whole thing where I was talking about him being a nice Gronk. If he comes out and is Gronk spiking and scoring 150 yards and two touchdowns, I don't know what to do with myself. Bro, the NFL is rigged. I don't. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. I've never been that guy, but I'm gonna be that guy. Two people comes out with the putting up Gronk stats. I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so fucking dumb. Oh my god. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Let's move on from Tebow time and let's go to, I'm sure, your favorite team to face twice a year, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure you love seeing Mahomes and Tyreek uh, and Travis Kelsey every fucking week. Surprisingly, I, do, I don't hate playing them as much as you would think I would hate playing them. Okay, why? Because we always, we always find a way to beat them for whatever reason. <laughs> That's true. At least once. <laughs> There's always going to be one game where we just beat them for no reason whatsoever. That's so true. Like it's like the Dolphins with the Patriots. We're like the Patriots have always been better, but the Dolphins always find a way to beat us. It's fucking dumb. I don't understand. Yeah, that um, is that is our relationship with with the Chiefs, man. We always there's always that one game where we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get ours. So I don't hate them as much as you would think playing them. That's true. I didn't think about that. I completely forgot about that. Um, so yeah, the main guy, obviously, on the Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes, currently being drafted as the quarterback one. Actually finished as QB4 last year, I guess, just because he doesn't give you the same rushing upside as a Josh Allen or a Kyler Murray, you know? So I guess he doesn't have as a, as high of a floor, but his ceiling is obviously the best player in football. You really can't go wrong. Even if he doesn't finish as QB1, He's probably going to have about as uh, as safe of a season as you can get. He's just a locked-in start every single week, so I'm not mad at Mahomes. I don't take quarterbacks high. I don't know if you do, but uh, I probably won't be taking Mahomes where he's being drafted. But if you want to, uh, you really can't go wrong with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, I think when you're talking about consistency and safe picks, Patrick Mahomes is probably the safest pick you could, one of the safer picks you could go with is, bro. In the fantasy draft, especially this year, I think this year he's gotten his offensive line has gotten better for whatever fucking reason that happened. However, that happened. his offensive <laughs> line has gotten somewhat better. I know, and like, he's managed to do that with keeping about the same weapons around him. So, like, it's it's dumb. I'm convinced the salary cap doesn't exist. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're yeah, doing. No, there's, I don't know how that happened. They got better despite just winning just winning the Super Bowl and going back than the previous year, they got better. So yeah, that'll be a tough that'll be a tough two games for us. I think Pat I think Pat is really good. I think that's a safe pick though. Oh, for sure. Um it's the rest of the weapons really that are kind of interesting to talk about. Mahomes not much needs to be said. Uh at running back, he got sophomore year running back at the LSU, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Last year, he played 13 games, was the RB22, only averaged 13.7 PPR points, currently being drafted the RB14. And he's really one of the more polarizing prospects, right? On one hand, he wasn't that good last year. He was pretty underwhelming. And this is an offense that isn't going to run the ball a lot. The flip side, though, is the upside for him catching the ball and the scoring opportunities that he's going to have because he's on the Chiefs, right? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, because they lost Sammy Watkins, he's probably a guy that is going to get an increase in targets. Uh, they also don't have Le'Veon Bell. I know a lot of people don't remember that Bell was on the team last year because he was washed, but he was on the team and was getting decent snaps for no fucking reason. So Hilaire is an interesting guy. Keyshawn is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because he's being taken around the back half of the well maybe not the back half of the first round more like the beginning to mid second round is that a ranger comfortable taking Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, 
Actually, yeah, yeah, it is. I think you're right. He was definitely underwhelming last season, but I think also, yeah, with the miss with Le'Veon Bell being gone, who, yes, I also agree that was really stupid how how many snaps he got and how like <laughs> how heavy he was involved, considering how bad he was before he got there. <laughs> I don't know why. That's so dumb. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think he gets more targets because yes, yeah, some weapons are gone, so that opens up more. And I think. Because when when they were committed to actually giving him the ball and letting him run, he wasn't – Hilaire was, was actually pretty decent. He was pretty decent. He showed flashes of being really good. So I think they actually give him – they might give him the ball a little bit more, especially if you don't want Mahomes to throw as much this year. So I think actually – I think he I think he might be a steal. I think not necessarily a steal, but I think he might be a really good pickup this year for you at that, around that position. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that is possible. I don't think I think there's guys around the range of him that I would rather have, to be honest. So I think I'm lower on him than you, just because he's not going to really get any carries. Like, I mean, around his range is like DeAndre Swift. I think I'd rather have DeAndre Swift than Clyde Edwards Hilaire, to be honest. Um, that might be like a hot take. I'm not really sure. I haven't scoped okay, out. That's not really a hot take. Yeah, I'd probably take DeAndre Swift over him too. I think so. Yeah, there's just other guys in the range that I would rather have. He's basically Austin Eckler, but with less touches and a worse running back. Like, if you really think about it, you know. And then his backup is Daryl Williams. He's okay, I guess. He was the RB74 last year, uh, currently being drafted RB57. If Hilaire goes down, Daryl Williams is a guy you need to pick on, on waiver wire. Um, and you can draft him as a handcuff, I guess. But other than that, he's not going to really do shit, most likely. Yeah, nah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but now we get to the fun part of the Chiefs, which is the pass catchers, right? Tyreek Hill was the wide receiver two last year, currently being drafted actually as wide receiver one as of right now on Fantasy Pros. That might change because the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams stuff is getting sorted out. But as of right now, he's the wide receiver one in drafts. Uh, then you got Mikko Hardman at wide receiver 54, and you have Demarcus Robinson at wide receiver 88. Uh, not actually as deep of a receiving core as it usually is because Sammy Watkins isn't there, so it makes it look a lot more thin than usual. Really, the main question, because we know what Tyreek Hill is, and uh, we know that Demarcus Robinson is just okay, I guess. My question to you as someone who faces him twice a year is, are you a Miko Hartman believer that he can actually be a decent football player? Uh, I believe he could be a decent football player. Now, when we're playing him, am I necessarily worried about him? Not really at all. I'm more worried about Robinson and Hill than I am him. Like, if I'm looking, he's definitely the like a, the bottom priority to deal with. But I think he'd be, he'd be something decent, especially if teams are throwing their attention all at Tyreek Hill. He definitely could be something like he could sneak and get you some good, some good stats. He gets uh, good stats for sure if he gets the opportunity. But I have seen some reports. There are conflicting reports on this, so I'm not sure. But there is a chance that he is uh, behind the death chart to Byron Pringle. Just saying, the goat himself, Byron Pringle. Byron so. Pringle, the goat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bro. The two goats of this episode are Byron Pringle and uh, Broncos backup tight end Albert Oakley Igbenong. I'm telling you. Um, oh, no, Oakley's that dude. Oakley's the goat. Oh, my gosh. Oakley, Oakley is definitely the goat. <laughs> bro, Albert O, he's the goat purely because of uh, every time commentators try to pronounce his last name. Like, oh, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's, it's disgusting. Hilarious. It's like Kendrick Perkins trying to pronounce Moses Moody. I don't know if y'all watched the draft, but uh, that was a disaster. <laughs> I don't oh. know how. I don't know how. <laughs> that was so bad. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, wait, before we move on. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. I forgot to ask your quarterback thing. No, I mean, yes, I do draft quarterbacks kind of early. That's only because quarterbacks go, for some reason, whenever I'm in a league, quarterbacks go extremely early. Uh, Yeah, but that means you get value late. Like, if all the quarterbacks are going, like, super fucking early, then you can get Ryan Tannehill in, like, the 10th, 11th round. That's ridiculous. Nah, yeah. I, like, I, I'll draft one early and then, like, like, one mid to early. And then, other than that, yeah, I'll go for, like, more talent later. Yeah, I mean, a uh, quarterback is interesting with how you want to approach it, um, but I'm more of a guy that goes late. 
And then you had to wrap up the Chiefs. You have Travis Kelsey at tight end. Was the tight end one currently being drafted at tight end one? Not much needs to be said. He's pretty clearly the best tight end because he puts up like wide receiver one numbers. It's pretty insane. Um, no complaints with taking Travis Kelsey at the back end of the first round. Um, if you're like the 12th pick and you pair him with like an Austin Eckler, that's insane. That's a crazy way to start. Oh my god, that's a that's a crazy combo. Oh my god. Also, can we just can we just say that was the fact that the Chiefs have basically two number one receivers. On they really team. do. Like, the NFL isn't fair. It isn't a fair place. <laughs> like, it really isn't. It's yeah. It's insane, man. Travis Kelsey, inspiration in life. Shout out to Travis Kelsey. And now, the moment that I've been waiting for, that the viewers have been waiting for, yes. and that you've been waiting for, the Las Vegas Raiders. What I'll do is I'll quickly run through it real quick, and then I will let you unleash any Raiders propaganda you have. Um, any hot takes, any player uh, propaganda that you have, whatever. If you want to, if you want to talk about, if you want to talk shit about other teams, that is your time to shine. Um, so real quick, I'll go through this quick because I want to, want to have you, you know, have your time in the limelight. Uh, but we got Derek Carr, quarterback twenty four, was the QB fourteen last year. Not a ton of upside, but I think he's kind of a guarantee to finish higher than quarterback twenty four if he starts every game. I believe Marcus Mariota will start at least one game. Because of a benching, I think Carr gets benched at least one point this season. But I think Carr can still finish a little higher than QB 24. I feel like that's a little bit of slander. Um, you got Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake at running back. Josh Jacobs is at running back 19. Kenyon Drake at RB 39. Last year, they finished at running backs 8 and 16, respectively. I'm avoiding both just because they take away a lot of touches. And the offensive line just got fucking demolished in the offseason. It made no sense. Um, and then as far as wide receivers go, the two notable ones that are being drafted in the top 100 as far as receivers are Henry Ruggs and John Brown. I wrote down so many Henry Ruggs slanderous stats. Uh, so he played in 13 games, finished as the wide receiver 95. Um, and he only had two games of over 50 yards. He had no games of over three catches and he only had two games of over five targets. He wasn't used. I will give you that they kind of used him more as a decoy. But, uh, but they also signed John Brown in the offseason. So Henry Ruggs, there is a shot that he just continues being a decoy to defenses. Um, so he's not really an exciting pick, and he doesn't really fit with Derek Carr to me. Um, and then John Brown, as previously uh, mentioned, is on this team, being drafted a wide receiver 74. Only played nine games. Health has been a concern in his career. But he has actually been a decent option when he's on the field. So uh, he's a guy that you can grab pretty late and put into a flex, I guess. Um, and then you have uh, Darren Waller being drafted to tight end two. Was the tight end two? My hot take about Darren Waller is I believe TJ Hawkinson finishes higher than Darren Waller this season in fantasy. I think I covered that in my NFC North preview. But um, that is the take that I have. But with all of my real quick analysis out the way, uh, Keyshawn, I'll let you get whatever uh, whatever takes slash propaganda slash player slander that you have uh, out the way. All right, all right, all right. So, so first of all, I just want to start this off by saying, listen, I love this team, but I really fucking hate this team so far. <laughs> first, off the rip, off the rip. We are, we are, by some miracle, with the Denver Broncos in our division, are the only team in this damn division that got worse <laughs> with, that is with the Denver Broncos in our division. <laughs> we have we have we have a quarterback that is paint that listen, I love Bear Carr. I think I think he's really disrespected. I think he's really underrated. But he's like a guy that it hurts to have on your team because he's too he's he's too good for you to just bench him or move him. Mm-hmm. But he's not good enough to help you win a defense. Right. Which which is also which is also not helped by the fact that he is made out of goddamn glass. Like if he gets hit too hard, <laughs> he's he's out. Yeah. I think I think Marcus Mariota does I hope he plays, because I am a really big fan of Marcus Mariota. 
I hope he plays, and I think he does. I, I am in the sense of Q where I think he does play at least one game, at least one game. I think he plays more. I think he plays like three or four. But that's mainly because I think Derek Carr gets hurt <laughs> because our offensive line is terrible this year. Like, geez. we had a, we had a, we went from, we went from one of the better offensive lines in the league to within a three year span having arguably the worst offensive line in the league. I appreciate y'all gifting us Trent Brown, by the way. I appreciate that. We gave away <laughs> multiple really good offensive linemen. Yep. With nothing in return. Except hey, the four games we're going to win this year. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are tanking for sure. We are John Gruden. Listen, I, John Gruden. And I don't, I don't dislike John Gruden. I think his tenure, at least when he first got there, was all right. Something, something has got to give. You had a team that was a playoff team when you got here, and you have single-handedly destroyed that team. That team was nothing the same. I believe yeah. Derek Carr yeah. is one of the only players still on that on that playoff team that is still on the team. Yeah, that sounds about right. And one quick thing I'd like to point out about John Gruden is uh, the first thing that he did pretty much was he uh, he traded Khalil Mack for two first-round picks and then used the first-round picks on a way worse pass rusher and a running back. Oh, Just don't, get, don't get me started. Listen, first off, shout out Josh Jacobs. <laughs> I know Josh Jacobs gets a lot of shout, shout out Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is a bad dude, bro. I hope to Josh Jacobs. Head. But don't even get me started on the fact that he traded a, and this may be jumping a gun. Future Hall of Famer. He traded oh, he a is. future, a future Hall of Famer, All Pro, <laughs> one of the best pass rushers, <laughs> especially at the time he was traded. Yep. He traded our number one receiver. Now, mind you, Amari Cooper used to give me nightmares because the fact that that man couldn't catch a goddamn cold. He couldn't catch a wet nap when yep. he was on, on our the team. road, especially. Oh my god! But. He traded him for, for for picks. And Omari Cooper goes on to become definitely not a top tier receiver, but still a solid number one option. Which by the way, he was when we got when we had him. He still was that when we had him. Uh our defense, he is, our defense has been nothing for years. Dog shit. Uh we have I don't we don't know how to draft. A, a good corner, or find a good corner. We can't <laughs> find any secondary player. If his name's not Abrams or Carl Joseph, who I was really high on, we can't. If it's not a safety, we can't help our secondary get better at all. If it's not right. finding a safety, and only Man. in the box safety, that's all y'all can get. Y'all might need Charles Woodson to come out of retirement at this point. Like we might, we might like <laughs> this team. Listen. This team has got love. There are people I love on this team. Darren Waller, I think. I know you're not that high on him. I think Derek Waller. I think he will struggle this year because he came out of nowhere last year, and the trend is typically when a player comes out of nowhere, they struggle their second year because teams will know how to deal with him their second year, and they'll have to adjust to get better. So I think he does struggle this year. I still think he puts up solid numbers. I think, yeah, he's definitely not going to be as good as he was last year. But Darren Waller is great. Jacobs is great. Car is car hurts because <laughs> he's like <laughs> car, Derek Carr is like the one broken car that you can't get rid of, but he's just, just like you gotta keep him. That's what I'm scared Mac Jones is gonna be for the Patriots. That's why I hated that pick. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> also, Henry Ruggs give him a few years, he'll grow. I will surely pick him. Like as like my last pick in fantasy this year, solely because I'm a Raiders fan. Like everyone has that one pick they make solely because they love that team. So oh, they pick sure. that one player. That will he will be that pick for me. Also, I think he'll be pretty. I think he'll get some more targets this year. He'll be pretty all right. But yeah, man, that was my that was my that was my Raiders rant, man. Man, like I, I wish that like you could come on here and be like, Raiders are making the playoffs. Like, we're the one seed, but, like, you'd sound like a dumbass. 
Oh, I wanted to. I wanted to be that. I I couldn't in my heart lie like that, but I tried so hard not to be that toxic fan. Is it? Man, it doesn't matter that our line is trash. Raiders are winning eight. We're winning eight, nine, nine, ten games and making the play. No, no, we're not. No, yeah, we are uh, at best the third, the third team in our in our division. At best, it's a, it's a tough sell. The Broncos aren't better this year. It's a tough sell. Uh, Oh, hold on, hold on. Um, real quick, before we uh, move on, let me bring up my guy Patrick to the show. Patrick, what's going on, man? Are we talking about the Oakland Raiders, not the Las Vegas Raiders? Are we talking about the Oakland Oh, yeah. yeah. I yes. just have a rant on, on how the Oakland Raiders, how John Gruen ruined the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. And and how you put some respect on, on Derek Carr's name because none of this is... Oh, yeah. Nah, put nah. respect on Derek Carr's name. Good, good. That's, that's, all, that's all I need to know. I will say, because uh, uh, Patrick, first of all, welcome to the show. We are talking about uh, AFC West fantasy football, but uh, you know, now that we got a couple of Raiders fans, it's turned into Raiders propaganda, which I am here for. Um, but uh, one of my takes, Patrick, was that at some point this season, Derek Carr will get benched for Marcus Mariota. How do you feel about that take? None of this is Mark is Derek Carr's fault. Like, yes, he he does come across like watching his games. To me, it's like he is more of a check down quarterback than anything. But really, it's like he can he does not play defense. I don't I don't see like <laughs> right. I, I don't see what he has to do. Like, obviously, I'm not saying he's a top five quarterback in the league, but I don't I also think that he's a quarterback that can win you a ring like or that could be a part of a team that wins a ring. You know, we saw. Garoppolo, you know, five minutes away from winning from winning a Super Bowl. So it's like Derek Carr is like the least of our concerns. Like if, if that does happen, that's that's just a testament to how dumb and incompetent John Gruden is and how Mark Davis is like like every other owner who's like, I have to validate this. I have to I have to show everyone that I was right in hiring this guy. And he's just going to he's just going to ruin the franchise for the next five years until it's a lathering repeat pretty much. All right, Patrick. As another Raiders fan, I need I need to ask you this question: Is John Gruden worse or better than than Jack Del Rio? Worse, worse. He's worse. Ooh, I like it. Okay, I like it. thank you. I thought I was the only one who thought. Thank no, you. Yes. No. Jack Del Rio is so disrespected as a coach, but people forgot he got us to the playoffs for the first yeah. time in like, yeah. bro. He got us to the playoffs. Jack Del Rio and Derek Carr was hurt that year. Jack yeah. Del Rio was interesting because it's like he always went for the win. Like he started off that season with a bang with that Saints game where he went for two instead of going for the tie and he, he got it. Like yep. he was uh, definitely it definitely brought some attitude to that team. But it's also like those decisions. He's also, you know, four plays away from being eight and eight. So I can understand why people are like critical of him. That being said. Jack Del Rio actually kind of gave us an identity, like on on the defensive side of the ball, like we weren't just being ran over all the time, and like I really do miss that. And he and he was a hometown kid too, like he, he was from Hayward, so like he had stock in the team, like personal stock in the team, and we just went with a guy who's who's been doing Monday morning quarterback the last fifteen years with Booger McFarland and Mike Tirico. So, oh my God, go. Booger McFarland, don't even get me started. Um, let me ask you this, Patrick, because uh, you know we are doing the uh, the fantasy preview of the Raiders. Is there anybody on this Raiders team that you would like taking in fantasy, or are you just uh, out on all? I so I'm approaching fantasy with a new strategy this year. Okay. Um, let me let me hear it. Let me hear it. I think so. Usually, I'm really running back heavy. Like 99 percent of the time, I'll go running back first and second. Um, mm-hmm. This past year, I went Devonte Adams because he just fell to me. I, I couldn't say no. Um, right. But with how thin tight ends are, and T.J. Hawkinson being one of my like saving graces, even though yes, thank he was you. not, even though he was not like you know the guy at tight end. Like there was a huge gap between him and Waller and Kelsey. I might go like Waller, like second or third round, just to make sure I have a premier tight end. Like if I have someone that I don't have to worry about the waiver wire or anything for the rest of the, for a whole season, and I can just plug him in for sixteen weeks, like that's that's perfect. I might go Darren Waller early. Interesting. Okay, I do not agree. Um, well, a because I'm a guy that waits on tight end, obviously. There's a couple guys I like late. I'm glad that we're on the conversation, by the way. I like Tyler Higby late. I like Adam Troutman late. 
Um, I like a lot of guys late. Um, but also, if you are going to take a tight end early, and I'm glad you brought up TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson, my guy on the show. Love him. Um, I think Hawkinson, I was talking to Keyshawn about this too. I think Hawkinson finishes higher this year than Darren Waller in fantasy. Do you think that's an absurd thing to say or no? Yeah, I do. Because, <laughs> because like Waller actually has like that chemistry and that repertoire with Carr. And it's not like any of the defenses really got significantly better in our division. So I would just I would just trust in Waller. Hawkinson is like I had Hawkinson two years in a row. So I have to make sure that this past season wasn't an anomaly. And he just lost his quarterback. So he did. But OK. Um, OK, you know what? Fuck the AFC West. We're going on a whole, you know, we're 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 doing it live, whatever. So we don't have to talk about the Chiefs then? <laughs> Oh, we we already talked about the Chiefs, oh, but thank um, God. Thank God. oh yeah, 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 no, yeah, we already talked about the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, at this point, we we're talking about whatever. This is the last division preview I'm doing, so uh, we're going out with a bang. We're talking about whatever. Um, so TJ Hawkinson, right? You talked about the loss of quarterback, but I think Goff is actually better for tight ends than Stafford because Jared Goff, you saw him make Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby fantasy relevant, and now Hawkinson's the only guy. Um, and also, you said he had him two uh, straight years, but that was his rookie and sophomore season. Titans will always break out in the third season of their career, at least historically in fantasy. And Hawkinson's been getting better and better in those two seasons. So I think this year, realistically, I honestly think Hawkinson has a chance to finish as the second best tight end by Kelsey this year, just based on those two things. And also, like, who are their other receivers? Like Tyro Williams and Brashad Perriman and Amon Ross St. Brown. Don't scare me. I still like them all over Henry Ruggs. Ooh, not, not okay. Not I'm actually guy, not like, literally, but you know, it's just I'm I'm saying that the, the difference in like our wide receiver ring our wide receiving core is not is not a huge gap. We're probably both in the bottom five. Uh, that's true. That is true. Um, but I also will say that I think the Lions are going to have more of like that play action passing game because they actually have an offensive line compared to y'all this season um and uh and also i think john brown is underrated and i would take john brown over all the guys on the lines right now i'm just saying um he struggled with get john brown i would agree with that john john brown is dumb when he's there he's underrated but the problem is the nigga's never there yeah he's not there never. i think uh he's he's pretty solid for sure um and he'll be more consistent for you guys than nelson aguilar i'm pissed though the patriots got nelson aguilar for as much money as we paid him. But he did get better with y'all, I will say that. Cam Newton to Nelson Aguilar. That sounds like they're going to combine for like five or six. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, my God. Um, God, okay. Um, we should probably get back to the AFC West. Um, Patrick, I know you say you don't want to talk Chiefs, but since you're here, do you have any? Um, do you have any questions or hot takes about uh, anything in this division, you know, Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs, or Raiders? Um, I really feel like the Chargers, I feel like Justin Herbert still can take another leap. Mm-hmm. I really feel like we can be talking about him and Mahomes as like two of the top five quarterbacks in the league by the time this season's over. And I really have Ooh. faith in him. I really have faith in him, but it's just about like, can Keenan Allen stay healthy? And like you said earlier, was Mike Williams finally going to have his breakout year after six years of supposedly not doing supposedly it, yeah. gonna break? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. I think a lot of people are expecting Herbert to make a jump. I'm someone that uh, I mentioned this earlier. I think he does take a step forward as a player, but I think his stats in the box score actually go down um, just because he got pretty lucky with the deep balls and the big plays. Um, so I don't think it translates. There's other guys in his range that I think are safer, and he also doesn't run the ball very much, so his floor in fantasy isn't as high. Um, so it's just a little risky to me. Um, but also, with Keenan Allen staying healthy, I'm glad you mentioned that. Keenan Allen being injury-prone is one of the most overrated narratives in fantasy. He is, like, I can pull it up real quick, but, like, he's not injury-prone. Um, I he swear he has missed a game, game at least every season. A game or two every season. Okay, hold on. Let me pull this up. Okay, so in the last four seasons, 
He played 14, 16, 16, and 16 games. Oh, damn. Well, screw me, man. <laughs> and, uh, and before that, he had two seasons of only playing one in eight games. But his first two seasons of the league, he played 15 and 14 games. So uh, I just want to throw that out there for everyone that's avoiding Keenan Allen because he's injury prone. Uh, he isn't. So uh, feel free taking Keenan Allen in all your leagues. He's fantastic. So good. Um, but yeah, Justin Herbert, he has upside for sure. Uh, I just think there's more question marks around the numbers that he could put up than people might uh, like to think or that they uh, might fail to realize. Um, so there is that. Um I mean, he is just a rookie, though. I mean, he is. I don't. I, yeah. I, mean, I know he could have a sophomore slump, but I don't. I don't really expect him to regress now that he's another year. No, I don't think he regresses as a player. I just think his numbers might be either like kind of similar, or um, might take a step back. And it's like, even if they say similar, which would be uh, awesome. He was the QB uh, QB nine last year, which is a low end QB one. He's being drafted at quarterback six. That feels a little high to me. That kind of feels like, to me, closer to his ceiling than his floor for fantasy. Well, the, the quarterbacks we could take out who were, like, ranked higher than him, we could already take Deshaun Watson out for obvious reasons. So like, No, Watson's being he, ranked below him right now. Yeah, he, so Herbert would have been, like, probably eighth if you would have kept those same, like, quarterbacks together. And then who would be ahead of him in terms of, like, rankings? Lamar? Like, okay, I, so I, I, uh, to be I just pulled it like, up. Are you talking about in terms of like their average draft position right now? Yeah. Okay, so right now the quarterbacks being taken over Herbert are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott. Um, what? Where is Russell? Russell Wilson is seventh right now. He's under Justin Herbert. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, and then also Aaron Rodgers is under Justin Herbert. Tom Brady's under Justin Herbert. Um, Herbert should be over Ryan Tannehill. Well, shout out to Ryan Tannehill. So good. Um, so, yeah, Herbert's ADP is just a little high to me. Um, and I'm not even a huge Russell Wilson guy in fantasy, but I don't know. Herbert at QB6 just feels a little high. So, um, I'm not too sure about that. Um yeah, besides that, do you have any uh any other slanderous takes or uh or fantasy questions before we wrap this up? Oh uh, no, just the Broncos are trash. Oh, that's a fact. Yeah, there's not really any Broncos I won fantasy besides maybe Noah Fant, but like even still I'm like, eh. Uh, I don't know. Um but I think we can all agree uh Broncos are ass. Um they'll uh, they'll finish better than the Raiders in record. Just throwing that out there. But uh, they're still pretty ass. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? All right, all right. No cap, hot take. The Raiders in the season with five to six wins, and the Broncos in the season with three to four, three to five. Ooh, okay. So you see the Broncos are like a, like a top three pick. What'd you say? I don't know about like the worst. They'll be like they'll be in the bottom five. You think Broncos are bottom five? Man, I don't know. The offense like, is just so bad. It's like you have to score points, and which they couldn't do last year. And now you have Mister Checkdown himself, you know, to come in for Drew Locke, and you don't even know who's starting between those. Also, shout out Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's not going to be enough to help them win any game. Shout the out Jerry weapons Judy. are nice. Jerry Judy's not enough. He's not If it was just Judy, it's not enough. But I think people are forgetting because of his torn ACL how good Cortland Sutton is. Cortland Sutton is becoming hella underrated as a receiver. Uh, not in fantasy. I don't want him in fantasy this year. But like in real life, Sutton's pretty fucking good. So if his rehab goes well, I like him. I, I, I'll go this. If if. Lock, if Drew Locke plays the majority of the season, they win three to four games. If Bridgewater plays the majority, I can see them winning five. I can see them winning the fifth one if Bridgewater plays the majority. Right. Bridgewater can do just enough to like win games 
where like it's on the back of the defense in the running game. So um so I don't know. I can't throw more than four. Yeah, Broncos are really <laughs> It's true, it's true, but he also won't throw very many interceptions to lose them games. You know. I don't think he'll lose I think Drew Locke will lose them games. I don't think Bridgewater loses them games. I don't know, that's that. But um unless anyone has anything else to uh to add then i guess we can wrap this up um does anyone else have anything no man uh, thanks for having me it was fun to rant about my favorite team and talk about my in my opinion one of the two three two or three funner funner divisions this year even though some teams are really bad yeah thanks for having me bro of course man and uh i'm very excited uh, for the listeners, in case you don't know, now that we're done with the division previews, uh, look to a uh, a Spotify green room fantasy league that is coming up. Just so everybody knows, the shit's gonna happen, and I'm very excited. Um, you'll get to see if I uh, if my takes are right and I dominate the league, or if I fuck up everybody's leagues and I come in last place and just ruin my reputation and I have to quit podcasting forever. Um, either way, content is content. But uh, yeah, appreciate you, Keyshawn, for coming on the show and spreading Raiders propaganda. Um, and that is the end of our AFC West fantasy preview. And that is the end of our divisional previews for the NFL. We're going to be looking at preseason and uh, all these you know storylines that are coming up before the NFL season. Content will be ramping up before the season, and especially during the season. It'll be coming out quicker than ever, right? It'll be so much content during the NFL season. You don't even know. So, uh, yeah, appreciate everybody for coming through. Appreciate all the listeners that have supported uh, for this episode and previous episodes and in the future. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'll see y'all next time. more of your football fantasies to come true subscribe to the fantasy dreams podcast on spotify and apple podcast and all other major podcast platforms